Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode 164, an episode that accurately describes the Nintendo consoles I own. My name is Justin Morissette and I'm all alone. With me once again, no, I, as well, always. Oh, you're all alone in in person. You know? Yeah, it's no one. There's okay. no one here. Yeah. yeah. No Dan, no John, and Stefan. Despite the fact that you have moved back to Vancouver, you're not here either. Yeah, so I have to wait. Uh, there's there's like potential furniture deliveries all week, and I we need our furniture because we have no furniture right now. And uh, I'm right now I'm I'm like on my knees on the floor. <laughs> And it really hurts. Uh, I was standing for the stream yesterday. Um, we have a bed, which is nice. We have a desk. Um, but we have nothing to sit on right now. So we're, we're waiting. Today or, or tomorrow or Friday, all the stuff should be here. So Well, there's a distinct possibility that you're going to take a furniture delivery in the middle of this episode. It's, it's very, very possible. It's very possible. How long was the stream last night? Oh, I only streamed for like an hour instead of the two-hour one because it was just me on the stream. Oh, okay. Jesse, Jesse drilled into his fiber internet cable, so <laughs> which I don't even know how that's possible. I don't know how you drill into a cable. Is like inside the wall. Well, yeah, I think I think it was something. I, I, he was trying to hang something up, or 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 yeah, he there was like a box or something that he was trying to like mount on his wall. Uh, for like his, his, his router, maybe I want to say or something, but I still don't understand how like a drill is very narrow and a cable is very narrow. So the chances of hitting it are very slim, you would think. So I, I don't, I don't know. He hasn't told me specifically what happened. He just said he, he cut it while drilling. So I, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to cut something else. Maybe, maybe there was a miscommunication. It wasn't actually his drill, but I do (laughs) think, I think he actually drilled into his, his, uh, internet cable. So. Well, I'm glad for you that you only had to stand for one hour then, and not yeah, the, no, not the full uh, the full yeah. shebang. Our uh, friend Chris James did the after show uh, for an hour after that, so sort of sort of covered my ass. Perfect, and it's you yeah. know it's like uh, we're kind of easing you back into being in studio again. You're at least in the same city as us now, but just you feel more comfortable. Uh, remote joining us via remote broadcast. Yeah, well, I have better internet now, right? It's like 300 up, 300 down. I can, you know what? I'll do a speed test right now. Yeah. Internet speed test. It's uh, it should be 300 up, 300 down. It's 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 give or take something like that. So we're gonna we're gonna test it out. If it's anything less, I just won't say what it is. Um, okay, here we go. We're connecting we're on speedtest.net. Uh, it's connecting. It's it's Telus. I'm on Telus right now. Um. Uh, okay, all right. Well, so okay, uh, little. Okay, no wait, it's it's getting there. It's okay. All right. Okay, it's over three hundred now. So this is. Ooh, damn. I mean, this I sound crystal clear right now, right? You do. It's like you're in the room with me. I can. I'm looking around. So it is uh, three hundred and thirty-three uh, megabytes per second download speed. 
That's pretty and damn good. Upload speed a little bit slower, it looks like, but uh, but still quite quite fast at 274 uh, megabytes per second. And you need this, of course, for when your gaming rig arrives yeah, in the next I mean, couple days, hopefully. Thing, right? like, like in LA, we were on very basic internet. and <laughs> Oh, uh, I think the people could tell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but even even when we were like on wired internet, it was still uh, not great. And then also we were on like a, a basic rig, like a pre-built PC. And so like I tried to stream, you know, PUBG, for instance, once mm-hmm. or twice on my own. And it's impossible. It's like a PowerPoint presentation. But that was yeah. my theory that like it, there's too much like urban density for the internet to be fast. Because there's too I, many I, people that, using it at all times, right? That so, might be the case. I mean, I'm in a I'm in a new building here, so they have like some sort of deal with Telus, um, where the internet and cable are free for the first year. So I'm paying like 35 bucks a month for the upgraded like super fast internet, which damn. is insane. Uh, get and then you, once though, once the year. once the one year's up, it's going to be like two hundred dollars. Yeah, in a year they're so. really going to get you. Yeah. But yeah. in the meantime, in the meantime, enjoy it while it lasts. We almost yeah. recorded yesterday. We did, and we, we were did. beset by uh, we'll call it technical difficulties. But I think it's good that it didn't happen because, of course, last week we recorded, and I, I thought it was a fun episode. We talked about chips quite a bit, but yes. then uh, but then the gritty stuff was the day after, and people came to the show expecting a full episode about gritty, and they got no gritty content whatsoever. And it's like it's bad timing because we can't talk about gritty now because yeah. everyone's tired of gritty. I, are they? Are they? I feel like. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I, I, don't, I hate I hate Gritty now. Gritty sucks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he did go on Barstool yesterday. He did a, he did a sit down with fucking Portnoy and. Smitty yeah, or I mean that whatever. speaks more to whatever uh, dipshit social media manager is running the account. Yeah, but. you'd think though they they quote tweeted a Barstool tweet last week and they got an enormous amount of pushback on it. And you'd think like they would have. Uh, I think when uh, you, when you think that, about maybe now, I think when you when when you look at the people who know what Barstool is and the people who love Barstool, one of those groups outnumbers and is much louder than the other group. That's true. That's probably so, true. That's just it's just kind of what it is. Also, uh, like I don't know why we should be surprised. He is, uh, you know, the embodiment of Philadelphia, which is yeah. notoriously. Uh, uh, a dirtbag city, we'll say. Exactly. You know? so, exactly. No surprise. Obviously, uh, anything that the internet loves that much is going to have its own milkshake duck moment. Absolutely. Invariably. Uh, but absolutely. Uh, you know what? I still, I still, I still like Gritty a little bit. I won't say I'm obsessed with him. I find the people who are like just screaming about every little thing he does to be a bit much, and there still are those people. I feel like you are. Breaking new ground with like the gritty pushback. If I am being honest, I don't think. It's oh, it's like... one of. The, I think it's just one of those things where it was funny for the first little bit, and I got a little worried when he did the uh, the Kim Kardashian reference that was like three years old or whatever. Yeah, on, that was on day one. I was like, oh, okay, this is what it's gonna be. But it's they not cl- just some weird freak show. He's like, oh, hey, I was on the internet two years ago. They clearly like, just yeah, come on looked at the Philly fanatic and were like, get me one of those. Like he's just the fanatic. Like he's a big, hairy goofball who misbehaves Absolutely. in public. It's just, Absolutely, it's the which I think fanatic. is what, which is what all mascots should be. Like it's the right idea for a mascot. But you know, like any hockey-related Twitter account, like the you know the LA Kings, anything like that, the uh, Golden Knights already overstayed, already overstayed their welcome. Um, 
the only good hockey Twitter account, of course, uh, is mine. Uh, <laughs> and all the other ones are uh, are just horrible. So, but I I mean, the Golden Knights like followed or fired rather their social media manager during the Did playoffs they? last year. Really? Yeah. I don't I have no idea, but he was out. Uh, and but and I was like, oh, thank God, their tweets will finally get better. But this whoever's running it now is still trying to like emulate that same oh, style. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's that's one hundred percent what they're gonna do. And there are no good team Twitter accounts. The only good uh, team Twitter account tweet is the the LA Chargers, formerly the San Diego Chargers. PF uh, Changs. The PF Changs one because that was from just some guy in two thousand seven before they <laughs> bought the account. There are no good, like oh, sports the- official sports team Twitters are maybe the worst Twitter accounts uh, in the world. Is they're, that they're the, so bad? Is that the story of that Chargers tweet though? Because I always assumed that um, it was like some guy before uh, you know the team launched their account. It was like his own personal account that he then changed into being the Chargers account. Did they I, just buy it I, off of some I, dude? I, my understanding is that it was a guy who had the chart at Chargers account. Okay, back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, whatever it was. And then they just bought it from him. I think the Dallas Cowboys have a similar tweet where it's like it's actually referencing like, "Hey, looking to like sell the at Cowboys account name," and it's like that tweet is still there. Uh, the Chargers, the Chargers one is the best, no question though. Oh, it's it's the best. It's one of the great tweets of all time, honestly. Yeah. Though Deadspin ran an article, I think it was last week, that said uh, that all of these. Uh, you know, you could basically go back into the 2011-2012 era of Twitter from, like, literally any account, but especially, like, major sports teams' accounts that, like, post photos all the time. That yeah. would have been an era where to post a photo onto Twitter, it would be sourced through TwitPick. And since yes. then, all of the file directories for TwitPick have been like have reused changed. or changed yeah. and now or there's other tons pictures. yeah now there's tons of official sports teams accounts that have like posted pornography with the original caption yeah. of like here's so and so singing the national anthem with his son yeah there was the the cubs one um that was the big one and i mean everyone was like oh how is this up since 2012 and that's why because in 2012 it wasn't yeah, uh, it was porno. exactly what it was being described as. Yeah, but that's that's funny. I mean, you wonder if that's that's probably going to keep happening. Yeah, know, yeah, probably. I mean, I go further and further along. I used so. to use TwitPic. There's probably a bunch of my own tweets that have now. Oh, are now yeah. different things. Hundred percent. Yeah, that was like the way to post a photo back when Twitter was. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like the pool of misery that it is now. Yes. Yeah, Twitter is really bad now. <laughs> it was but, okay back then. It was okay in 2007. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, it was okay in 2007 when the Chargers were going to PF Changs for sure. That was its that was its peak. Yeah. We do have to talk about it, though. I kind of glossed over it uh that, you know, the chip thing just Yes. our big I don't know if it was an argument last week cuz we No, it was just I think we we specifically said like before the before the show like whenever we talk about food or snacks people people love it people go insane because it's 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 just the subject of such fierce debate and we're like well we haven't talked about chips yet we've talked about like every we've talked about every other type of snack i think except for chips somehow pretty well yeah yeah it blew up 
the the Facebook group I don't think has ever seen so much activity. Yeah, it was. And what are the what are the what's the general tone in the face? Is it just people suggesting good chips and bad chips? Uh, I mean, I'm not on Facebook anymore. Yeah, people are were generally just incredulous over John's like anti dip take. That was insane. The guacamole thing, like, yeah. And yeah, just com- coming unreal. out swinging against salsa also. Yes. Yeah. People were like, nobody has ever buried himself faster than John coming out against guacamole, salsa, and chili in a span of 30 seconds. So. Yeah. God. That was that that was so surprising to me. <laughs> like, I, I just, I still don't understand that. It's, it's, it's stuck with me all week. So. And, and I want to thank the people who said that, uh, you know, it's as a rule – if you head south, the Mexican food it gets better, no matter where you are, no matter how far south you go. In fact, John's example of Niagara Falls having bullshit Mexican food, somebody wrote in and was like, there's an amazing Mexican place oh in Niagara God. Falls. So I want to say that once again, I was correct in my Mexican food takes. But th- yeah, the Facebook group right now is just overflowing with people posting their own favorite chips. And a lot of them are just like, I guess regional. Like I've never seen any of these. Like oh yeah, I mean, well, give me some examples. What do we have? Uh, Kyle Gooderham posted Tim's Cascade style potato chips, extra okay. thick and crunchy, sea okay. salt and vinegar. I've never heard of that brand before. No, no. somebody. Uh, where are those? Where are those from? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh Adam Pied wanted to know if garden veggie straws count as chips. Oh, come on. Those are horrible. Give me a fucking break. Holy <laughs> shit. Those are the straws that should be banned. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A lot of Ugh. people also posting like wheat thins and like crisps. What, what is wrong? Oh, my. Some no, really no, no. I will go to bat for the pretzel crisps. Have you had those things? Uh, those are okay, but that's the pretzel. Th- I mean, the wheat thins. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, the pretzels are basically chips. Like, they're they're not pretzels, really. They're, like, flattened and, you know, I don't know. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically I mean, a chip. I guess so. Oh, God. I mean, I just I'm really the, – the veggie straws thing is really pissing me off. Irvin Rodriguez posted um, Tato, T-A-Y-T-O. I think I have heard of those. The original Irish crisp. Yes, those are really, really good, actually. My cousin uh, uh, runs uh, one of the Irish pubs downtown, and they bring in the Tato's uh, for – they have, like, Tato sandwiches. Direct from just, Ireland? Direct from Ireland, they, they import them. Uh, and it's, like, white bread with butter and chips. And Nothing it's else. A, it's just it's chips. Really good. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really good. Uh, and of course, our producer Daniel Cazetto posted the chips that he had in studio a couple weeks ago. He said he eats a bag of these for lunch at least twice a week. Yeah, and it's uh, I guess is tackies? Is that how you say it? The ones that oh, are like yeah. rolled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, he's talking the purple bag. It's Fuego yeah. Fire Lime. Yeah, so he went to bat for those ones. It's just people posting bags of chips all over the place. What a wonderful facebook experience that was but you know what we basically did subliminal or not so subliminal uh i guess it's liminal is that what you call when it's just straightforward yeah Yeah. Yeah, we did liminal advertising last week that we did not get paid for and clearly it worked 
because I was in John's kitchen getting a glass of water before we started recording, and uh, he had the chips that we talked about last week. He went up and bought himself Miss Vicky's in the blue bag, which is, of course, the sweet chili sour cream, and in the purple bag as well, the barbecue one. Uh, so I'm sure there are a number of people out there who did the exact same thing, and all I want to say is, we deserve to get paid for that. Is that. Do you think I can send last week's episode to, like, chip companies, Miss Vicky's? I don't see why not. I mean, I would just send just the chip part. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, uh, things we said, but just, just the chip part, yeah. Yeah, and if, like, yeah. at the very least, they should send some kind of care package, right? Like, yeah, I would, yeah, I would say so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fingers crossed. John, of course, we didn't even talk about why he's not here. He's uh, recording another episode of The Debaters yes. in, in St. Catharines, Ontario. It was yesterday yeah. against friend of the show, former guest on the show, one of the all-time great guests on the show, Charlie Demers. They recorded that yesterday, and he's taking really? it. Really? Was it with Charlie? I thought yeah. it was with someone else. It was supposed to be against someone else, and then Charlie was like a late replacement. Damn, you brought in a ringer. Yeah, I know. Ooh. That's, well, hopefully, that's hopefully a, John uh, handled himself well. Yeah, that's a tough draw, right? Yeah. Oh my God. And Charlie's that's like really, the... yeah, like just because I, I think John was prepared to go up against whoever it was he was going to go up against, and then to find out last second, oh, we're replacing him with uh, the guy who's been on the debaters the most. <laughs> yeah, like a real veteran of the program. Oh man. Just Oof. uh, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully he did well. I, be- I believe in him. So. <laughs> Same. I'm looking forward to hearing that episode as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'll be out on the CBC anytime in the next calendar year, let's say. Uh, but he is also staying in Toronto to take in the Leafs season opener this evening against the Montreal Canadiens because we record right. this on the day that the NHL season kicks off. And in fact, you will also be taking in some season opening action tonight because I will. I will indeed. You're back in the swing of it. You're I'm back. Oh, God. You're reclaiming your season yeah. tickets with your dad and you're going to the first game tonight. Are you excited? God. I mean, look, there's free beer. I haven't seen my dad since I got back. Uh, that's it, basically. <laughs> Oh, there's Elias Pettersson. Yeah, Pettersson's going to be fun to watch. Besser, I think, is still playing hurt. Uh, uh, and and I, I think he's due for a big drop-off this season. Um, you know, people are always like, oh, Bo Horvat. I mean, I like Bo Horvat. I think he's a very good player. I don't think he's particularly exciting. I think he's basically the Canucks version of, you know, Damon Lankow, right? Uh, he's going to top it like 77 points once in his career. Uh, kind of stick around, you know, 55 to 65 points for the rest of the time and just play on a uh, shitty team that just keeps spinning their wheels and doesn't go anywhere. Like, I think there's a legitimate chance. You're talking like I mean, Phoenix else? era, Damon Lankow? Calgary, oh, like Cal- mid. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, I guess Phoenix as well. Yeah. What, how long is Horvath's contract for? I think it was a six year deal signed last I th- year. I think there's a non-zero chance he doesn't see the playoffs at all in those six years. <sighs> I mean, I want to think that, at, like in year four, maybe there'll be something. I re- like it, unless unless they win a lottery, or get like a top two pick in the next couple years. Like I just don't see it happening. Could happen if this th- year though. Like that. I I mean, I've been like saying, they'll make the playoffs this no, year. No, 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 no. That they'll win. They'll be, have a top two pick this year. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm hoping for a, a fourth overall pick. Like I just I'm you know and I talked about this on Twitter. I'm not watching the lottery this year. Like, it's just not happening. We're not going to stream I, it? 
We're not going to do no. uh, I'm not watching that. I'm not watching that shit. There's no fucking way. That it's no. Like everyone on Twitter, not everyone, but a lot of people were playing like, oh, it's the only thing I look forward to all year. How, what kind of psycho looks forward to that? What is wrong with it's, you? It the is dr- the most the draft, agonizing experience. The draft is the fun part. I have never had fun watching the lottery. Results aside, you're just miserable the entire time. It's no fun at all. It's like a playoff overtime game where you know your team is going to lose. Like <laughs> there's no point in watching it. So, so join me, uh, fellow Canucks fans. Uh, the 2019 draft lottery in April, the end of April, whenever the hell it is. And don't watch it. Go for a walk. Leave your phone at home. Uh, go see a movie. You know, Should we uh, organize like... Turn your- I want to organize something where where it's it's an event. It's it's you know we're at a bar without any TVs or something. Everyone has to put their phone away. Like I genuinely just do not want to watch. Like obviously, all of us watching the lottery hasn't helped so far. So what's going to hurt if we don't watch it? Yeah, you're going to find out two hours later. Oh, they're they're picking sixth, like I thought they would. But I didn't have to sit through the fucking agonizing bullshit of <laughs> uh, you know one card at a time. Finding out, oh, okay, my dreams have been dashed. Just, just pull off the bandit all at once. But like two hours later, like who cares? But what I'm, you- there's no fucking way I'm watching the lottery this year. And yes, if they win the first overall pick, obviously it would have been cool, I guess, to see that happen. Yeah, exactly. But, Don't you feel like you'd same- miss out if they actually did it? Hell no, not at all. They're still gonna have the first overall pick. True. And I won't, I, I won't have had to sweat it out. I'm just gonna find out after the fact. Yeah, it's really the draft that's, so that's important and not the that's, lottery that's itself. That's what I was saying. The, the people who were arguing with me saying like, oh, it's the, it's the one thing we look forward to. Like, are you insane? That's not fun at all. The draft is the thing to look forward to. Like, I, the draft is where the players are picked. Like, who cares about the lottery? And even then, the draft can be agony some years too. And like the one year that I just uh, decided to ignore it and go out, I went on a canoe camping trip the day of yeah. the draft. And that was when they drafted Brock Besser. That like everything went perfect, you yeah, know. There you go. That's pro- probably like the best draft that they've had in years, maybe ever. Getting the quality of player that they did at the slot that they did, and I didn't pay a single lick of attention to it because I was out paddling a freaking canoe in the Indian Arm, and everything was great. So, like, who, who cares? It's like I don't need to watch the lottery. I'm I'm not putting myself through the NHL torturing me because they like, first of all, I mean, we've obviously discussed this before. The lottery did need fixing when all the Edmonton stuff was going on and yeah. when Buffalo was tanking, but the obvious fix. And I can't believe they didn't even like, they've done something like this before when they did the Crosby lottery was okay. If you've had the first overall pick in the past X number of years, you can't have it again for the next X number of years. Exactly. Like, how hard is that? Exactly. Just, just do that. Like, it's it's basically made and obviously you know Buffalo successfully tanked last year Toronto successfully tanked when they got Matthews but I just you know the Canucks have zero luck they're the most cursed franchise in the league I don't know what I'm doing to myself like Pedersen is going to break his leg in the first month of the season probably <laughs> Besser still has back problems Bo Horvat hates video games um, what else is going on with the team like nothing nothing worth watching it's just a it's a garbage franchise. Uh, and I am not looking forward to it at all. I'm looking forward to seeing my dad and having a beer. Uh, and then also that I... You going to wear the Trampkin jersey? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I just... Uh, like each bust year, out your dueling Trampkin jerseys for the first game year of the new gets, season. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And uh, I know we're... You know, the, the nice thing about the 2019 draft, at least, is that uh, there are a decent amount of centers in, in the top 10. 
Um, so I, I think we'll, we'll get someone good. I mean, I, this is the year where they, I mean, they've, they deserve a first overall pick. It's not going to happen. If, if the hockey gods exist and want to make up, uh, uh, to the Canucks for everything that's happened to them ever, mm-hmm. this is the year to give them the first overall pick. Like it, it, obviously it all makes sense. The drafts in Vancouver, it's Jack Hughes. We have Quinn Hughes. We like, we need something. I just want a player where, I don't have to wait a year or two to watch them in the NHL. I just want to have a player get drafted and be like, oh, I'm going to be watching this guy play hockey immediately live in like four months. Yeah. Like, I just want that. Like, is that too much to ask? I mean, apparently it is. I mean, like, Quinn Hughes could have been on the team this year if they hadn't. Right. But even then, even then, that's even a single defenseman off the roster. But even then, that's that's kind of like one of those things where it's like, well, maybe he'll be on the team this year. Like, I want a player who you you draft him and And it's, oh, okay. That guy's going to be starting next year in like, our top six. I don't think when the Habs drafted like Kakaniemi, people were like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to see him in October." And there he yeah, is on their roster just because it, yeah, there's exactly. no one else to be on their roster, right? Yeah, it was funny. I saw some Habs fans on Twitter saying like, "Well, that Montreal's way better than Vancouver." I mean, like, are they? I mean, obviously you have you have Carey Price, but like, the rest of that team is horrendous yeah shea like, weber is like uh just an old car at this point well he's he's, he's out for like four constantly. months too yeah they named him captain despite the fact that he's not even going to play a game until like december end of december so you know good luck with that God, uh, i hate hockey so much man <laughs> i so i just want you know a couple nice goals from from petterson uh i mean not a couple i want a bunch obviously but uh hoping for you know 10 straight regulation losses right off the hop Benning fired by December. Yeah, which I, mean, I, I which I saw a tweet from friend of the show Sat Shaw earlier saying people want accountability, and you know it doesn't. It's not just sitting veterans or you know waving Sam Gagne. It goes right to the top, and if this team struggles immensely and nobody improves and nobody which is delivers, going to happen. Which is yeah, not a, a enormous improbability. That he said there could be a new GM here by next season. And that, you know, I mean, Benning did just get the new contract, but it's not like it was like a ringing endorsement. It was a two-year yeah. deal. Hey, here's a fun here's a fun stat for you. Uh, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, or the Ducks, I guess, not the Mighty Ducks. They're addressing, uh, they have four rookies made their team this year, mm-hmm. made their roster. Calgary has has two rookies that made their roster. Let's go through the other Pacific Division teams. Uh, Vegas has has no rookies. Uh, LA has three rookies. But Vegas has like a a, a stacked veteran. Well, no, exactly. Not like, but, no, but, I wouldn't but, say that a lot of those guys are like veterans per se. Right. Because like, but, it's but, like you know, Eric Halla but, but, and whatnot. But that but that's beside the point. Just let me yeah. you know, let me get to yeah, 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 yeah. So Edmonton has three rookies starting. LA has three, like I said. San Jose has one. Uh I believe that's all the Pacific Division. Oh, except for Vancouver. Uh, you know the team's been rebuilding for like five years. Let's see. They have uh one rookie. <laughs> that made their team this year. If one rookie that made their team this year. Yeah. I'm just saying with uh with like Vegas that that's a team that if they were bad, like Cody Glass would be on that team, right? They just Oh, they just have a good roster. So yeah. it's the opposite problem. Um but yeah, man. I just I just want this I mean, I just want to fast forward, you know, 265 days or whatever the fuck it is, get to the draft. I just, I just really want this to be the year where we're done with Jim Banning. I'm so tired of. Did you see his quote the other day about Roussel? Yeah, the concussion thing. 
that's some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> what is what is wrong with Jim Benning? What is wrong with his head? What is going on with him? Like he well, is it's, it's, I mean, enormously bad luck that a guy would just get like you know run over in a like friendly skate. I don't even think it was a scrimmage. No, obviously that is that is bad luck, but. Uh, so here, here's the quote, Jim yeah. Benning on uh, Antoine Roussel. Well, he doesn't have a history with concussions. Before we signed him, we looked into that. Our friend of the show, Jason Boschford, says, oh, he didn't have a concussion in Dallas? And this is verbatim uh, from Jim Benning. Well, he doesn't have a big history with having a lot of concussions. He has had one or two minor ones. So he does have a history with concussions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I sort of understand what he's saying there, though, right? Like, No. No. There's no, no. such thing as a minor concussion. No, I, I guess the, there isn't. Well, no, but, but but when the when the question is, does he have a history of concussions? Yes. And you say no, and then he's had concussions. He does have a history of, with concussions. Yeah, it's true. Like Jim Jim Benning, I I forget who it was. I think one of our former guests told us that like they knew someone who who you know knew Jim Benning in the WHL, uh, and he was dumb even for a WHL player from the 1980s. <laughs> like. I'm sure Jim Benning's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a, he's a good guy to have a beer with. Yeah. He's got a lot of stories to tell. He's like, he doesn't know what he's doing. And you have like still the majority of the fan base thinks he's on the right track well, and trusts him. Well, and that is fucking insane to me. That's the problem with like the team also though, right? It's like I, Eric Goodbranson just like inspires all kinds of rage inside me. Just even, just even the idea that he's, <sighs> been signed for another three years though i i do feel like that is a very tradable contract like there's always going to be uh you know a contingent of nhl gms that covet that that skill set. it's tradable if you have a gm who's willing to trade him exactly 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 but even like when we raged about lucas pisa for the years that we did that or good branson now or like any number of the guys on this team like i'm sure they are all nice good people of course. i'm sure they are all wonderful to be around that i i i don't like like you know personally attacking them or what have you it has nothing to do with who they are as people because even like when we had tom drance on the show like 140 episodes ago 150 episodes ago even he uh he said like he loved Jim. Jim would always call him back. Jim would always reveal some sort of nugget every time they talked, and and it was a wonderful relationship between press and GM. That's all good. Like, but that is not the job. You know, the job is being good at what it is you've been hired to do. Well, if you if you if you ask, uh, you know, the Canucks subreddit, the only job of Jim Benning is to uh, draft players. All the other stuff doesn't matter at all. Which he's. Like, straight up, like, the reason the he's last like, several drafts have gone so well is that he's given full autonomy Well, but, to but even then, even then, like, like you know, people were so hyped up for for last year's draft, you know? Mm. Uh, and, and, like, they're like, oh, all, they're penciling all these guys into the lineup right away. None of those players are guaranteed. I mean, I see people on Twitter saying, like, oh, we have all these A-level prospects. We have Jet Wu. We have Coleland. Those are not a Those are dime a dozen prospects that every team has. Yeah. That, that, you know, I've made this point before that, like, the Lightning, their prospect system was insane, and they were doing it drafting at, like, 27th. 
every round. The, uh, the other thing is is when you know people are, are parroting, oh, well, we have like the second best prospect group in the NHL. Yeah, we have a great prospect group. We we really do. This is the best prospect group it's it's been in a long, long time. I, I'll freely admit that. Here's the issue is that all of the other teams, their prospects have graduated to the NHL and are playing in the NHL. Yeah, the real measure is like who has the best you uh, like under 22 group. Exactly. And, exactly, and, and that's the, not the Canucks. And in the case of most teams, it's that yeah, like you said, all of those guys are in the league already, so they do not count as prospects under Corey Prondman's prospect ranking system. Which you know, great, we have a wonderful prospect group. It doesn't mean that they're all going to translate. Even the guys who are like surefire locks to hit at the NHL level, at least a few of them are not going to. You know. Yeah, it's just it's so exhausting. Like I, I you know, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to if you want to be positive about the team you support, obviously that's fine. Um I just I don't understand where the fun comes from. Not that I'm having fun with this team. I'm clearly not. They're driving me fucking insane. But like I don't really understand the point of following the team if you're never going to look at them critically at all. Mm-hmm. Like I think part of it is that those fans are stupid. <laughs> And they're incapable of critical thinking. Well, and and their whole their whole idea is you got to support everything the the GM does. You got to support everything the GM does, no matter what. They might. They're Whatever young they do, though, too, right? No, they're not. They're thirty three years old. Are they? No. Yeah, of course. Have you ever been to a Canucks game and talked to the person sitting next to you at a Canucks game? Uh, only when I go with you. <laughs> Canucks fans lead the league in confusing the concept of re-signing a player, drafting a player, or trading for a player. Uh, they are so dumb. Yeah. And I, I just, I detest them. <laughs> anyway, I'm really excited to go hang out with fucking sixteen thousand of them tonight. No, it's, it's not going to be eighteen thousand. Oh, be 15, for the season opener? Hell no! They were, Markstrom was handing out tickets for free on the street yesterday. <laughs> So they, there's a picture of Markstrom on uh, the official Canucks yeah. account. Like, oh, just, Jacob Markstrom surprising these lucky over Canucks in his fans. car. And these two guys just have no idea what the fuck is going on. And they're like, oh, thanks for these. <laughs> what, are, what are these for? Are these Groupons? Like, what's going yeah. on? Is this for the Jay-Z Beyonce show? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I, You know, I'm, I'm excited to, like I said, I'm excited to go to the game with my dad and uh, it's, it's always fun watching, you know, one NHL team play and then our team is playing also. Um, but it's just, it's so exhausting. And I really, really hope this is the last year where I have to, I, I want to cheer for them to win again. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done that for years now. And I just, I just want to be able to go to a game and cheer for a goal. And I, I want to be happy and I want, I want to have fun. I want to enjoy following the team again, instead of, uh, hating most of the roster, uh, hating the management group, um, so I hope this is the year. I hope this is the year they, they pick first overall and Jim Benning gets fired. Um, because if they get Jack Hughes, then I, I think you can say, okay, we can stop tanking now. Yeah. We can finally stop tanking and, yeah. and start making moves uh, with an eye to the, to the future. I mean, that's but, kind of been my whole thing is that, like, it is fine for them to be just absolute trash this year. Because honestly, like... You look at this year's roster, and like this is a team that's going to struggle enormously to score. Like, yes. not not that that hasn't been the case the last three seasons as well, but like especially this year, 
this is going to be. And honestly, I didn't even know this. I think it got lost in all the uh, like pomp and circumstance surrounding the Sedin's final week last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know that like two years ago, they came perilously close to setting the record for offensive futility, the least goals that a Canucks team has ever scored they, in no, franchise they did. history. They did do two, that. No, two years ago, they almost did. Last year, they did do it. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. And, I knew they did it at, at some point. And, the, you know, the whole thing around the team was like all this excitement and positivity around the Sedin's careers and the amazing goodbye games that they gave us at the end there. That that story just kind of did not get covered really i i i didn't even they're, know that until really, this week they're really lucky the sedines retired last year and, yeah. and and that allowed them to cover a lot of their uh the team's failures and and the management team's fuck-ups they got uh, a feel-good story out of nowhere at the end of the year where they didn't deserve one really this year they're 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 not going to be so lucky i mean pedersen i think is gonna is gonna cover up a lot of their mistakes most likely but yeah um they're going to be absolutely atrocious to watch but you've just uh, taken 150 points out of the worst offense in franchise history it's and it's replaced it with pedersen and goldobin and that's it and like look i I I don't mean that as a slight against Pedersen and Goldobin. Those two guys are, you know, a big reason why anyone should feel any amount of excitement to watch the team this year. I think, you know, the whole thing around Goldobin and like, oh, he defensively can't hack it, so he shouldn't be in the lineup. Are you kidding me? Are you out of your mind? Like, this yeah. team cannot score. At some point, you need to dress players who have the ability to create offensively. Otherwise, what are we even doing here? I do not. Like, you cannot live through the two years that we had with Willie there where Jason Megna played like a hundred, <sighs> uh, not a hundred, he played like 70 games, and Michael Chaput played like 80, and they well, never did you know- anything. We, a good and they thing played we in the signed top a more, yeah, we signed a more expensive version of Jason Magna with uh, with Jay Beagle. Yeah, uh, true. Bought out in the next two years. I, you know, true, it's a like, horrible team. But Jay Beagle unwatchable. is unwatchable. Jay Beagle is never going to play in the top six, though, right? Like, oh, I mean, you, I mean, he probably you, will. He, yeah. he he did in Washington. He you know, do you know what team you're talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, he played with Baxter and Ovechkin in Washington occasionally, so he probably will like draw in at some point just in like a line shuffle though he will never be like i don't think he's going to be penciled into the second line as 2c to start a game and michael chaput <laughs> did that a lot let's, under let's willie not, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here this is going to be a long but you, year you don't watch like chaput and magna play all those games and then look at somebody like goldobin and say oh, i don't trust the guy in his own end so he shouldn't play at it, some point, watching a team that can't score for four years, something has to give, you know? It's you would ins- think so. It's insane. It's now, insane. Our, clip, our clip of the week this week is actually about the Canucks. Yes, because, uh, you know, John had a great tweet yesterday, uh, and he's not here to say it, so I'll say it for him, uh, about the Fortnite ban. We talked about this a little bit last week, that they were kicking it around, yeah. uh, the idea of banning video games on the road so that the players would not be playing Fortnite in their hotel rooms. Uh, Horvat confirmed it yesterday, to which John responded, we're going to be super miserable to watch this year. What should we do? Also be criminally unlikable? It's- Good call. 
it's so insane. Now, at least last week, Stefan, you and I had kind of ascribed this uh, anti-video game stance to the veteran core, that this was like a Michael Delzato-led initiative. And I still think it is. It's just that Bill Horvat is like, well, if I'm going to be in the leadership group, I have to go along with it. You know, I guess. Yeah, I, that's I'm trying to be positive here. I think that's that's the way to look at it. I mean, I they're not going to be able to ban them. They're like Pedersen's going to be in his hotel room. He's going to play Fortnite at some point. No, He's but guys, switch along. Guys aren't allowed to bring their PS4. Yeah, switch. Probably it's on switch. It's on it's on your fucking phone. He'll yeah, it is phone. on your phone. Like, there's there's no way this ban is going to work. It's it's just it makes no sense at all. You know? Yeah, because I feel like the thing that the guys like about it is not even the game itself. I mean, it's a fun game. It's whatever. I, I'm not that good at it. I don't personally enjoy it a whole heck of a lot. But, like, it's the it's the communication aspect. It's the fact that, like, you are a young person living on the other side of the world from all of your friends and family, and you can hop yes. on this game and talk to everyone back home if they happen to be playing at the same time right it's the it's the it's the waiting element of like after you've been killed you're just still watching the game and just chatting with your friends through your headset or i guess like the microphone on your phone i guess i don't know i've never played it on my phone but like that's the that's the appeal right the sociability element of it beyond just the fact that it's like a fun shooting game or whatever um but yeah like Bo Horvat man I like him he is a he's a fun player to watch and to kind of counterbalance the point that you were making earlier about how he's Damon Lankow I I think like he is so driven to improve constantly like any any deficiency in his game like it, the whole thing was like well his skating isn't that great and he went to work on that and somehow when he was injured last year came back a better skater than he was to start the season. Had better fitness testing at the midpoint of the year after injury than he came into camp with. Like, he is a machine. And in that sense, like, I do think he can exceed expectations because he is driven to do that. On the other side, though, there is a downside to being a machine, and it's literally that, like, he is a robot. He is, like, yes. he is like the hockey equivalent of someone who from like age 10 onward knows they're going to run for public office and every action in their entire life is entirely engineered to, you know, be uh, as safe as possible, to be as uh, correct and like front... Like he is just literally... He knows that he is a spokesman for the team and yes. he... and he He's... he's it's, it's politics watching him speak to the media he clearly like had years of sitting and studying Henrik and Daniel and literally everything that they do every way that they handled the media over the course of the last several years and he is just like it's like he took Henrik Sedin's playbook the quotes that he has after games the fact that he makes himself available after tough losses and says the exact identical things that Henrik said like he is a politician he was he is bred to be the captain of a hockey team. Yes. In every way that that's good and bad. And this is like the shining example of that because there's no way that Fortnite is responsible for any of the problems that this team has. Any of them. 
And, you know, they're just – I don't know if it's like Patrick Line coming up here in our clip of the week has an explanation for why they might ban it. But, like, it's just so bizarre to hear, you know – like, Horvat's quotes about Fortnite, he may as well end with, like, listen up, kids, take your vitamins and say yeah. your prayer. It's like a Hulk Hogan. Like, you stay away from that Fortnite – and you might have a chance to grow up and be just like me. It's ridiculous. He talks about them like they're drugs. Um, but yes, our clip of the week <laughs> comes to us from the Winnipeg Jets locker room. Because wouldn't you know it, Stefan? Winning teams actually do have a history with playing video games on the road. That's right. Both Stanley Cup finalists last year, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Washington Capitals, had one thing in common – other than the fact that they won enough games to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, they both played Mario Kart on the road every single yep. night, all playoffs long. The, the San Jose Sharks, Joe Thornton, what is his favorite thing to do on the bus? Play Risk on his phone with other guys who are also on the bus. They have just targeted this game because they're old men who don't understand it. Uh, and because uh, you need something to blame, as Patrick Line explains as he murders the Canucks in our clip of the week. Ter yeah, terrible idea. I agree with you, Rosie. Um, yeah, I, I think they just needed something to blame from after last year. Um, and we kind of make, made a deal if we're uh, playing like that, we can, we can give up our, our PlayStation, so we're not going to take them on the road. But... Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we made a deal that if we're playing like the Canucks, we will give up our PlayStations, but that's never going to happen. Damn. <sighs> I wish we had a fun team, man. Maybe in like five years. I can't even talk about them anymore. You have, just... you have, do you have any cause for optimism, though? Any? Like, like I mean, you, you, Pedersen, I think he'll be fun, but I think he's also going to be just targeted by the other team because he's like one of like three good players on the team you have to Everyone's believe like, oh it's gonna be it's gonna be Sven Berchi's breakout year where he's gonna hit what 45 points this year yeah I'm gonna be I'm gonna be speaking uh about Berchi 20 years from now in the same breath as Canucks legends like Trevor Latowski like I, I who cares I like man Berchie. I just want he's fine I guess I just I need I I just need to be following a different team yeah are you you're really at that point there's so I mean you're gonna give Pedersen, up. Pedersen, I'm not I mean I'm not gonna give up no I mean what's I've already invested this much into it but it's just like they're so bad they're so poorly run we have the dumbest fan base in the league that still supports this garbage and yeah I mean I the just, fans there's no there's no light at the end of the tunnel like we'll see what happens at the at the draft lottery I mean I won't see what happens I'm not gonna be watching it but the best GM that the team <sighs> has ever had got fired because the fans chanted to demand it. And for one game, he had one bad season and didn't get... Anyway, it's... Okay, enough Canucks stuff. Let's get on to the questions. I'm so depressed right now. Yeah, sometimes all you got to do is laugh. Right, Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the best uh, clip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nowhere to go from there, but our top no. three questions of the week. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? We murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look 
out. All right, Stefan, our 300-point question this week comes to us from friend of the show, Rich Marinsky at Real Rich Murr. He asks, what sport would you use to demonstrate the pinnacle of human ability to an alien race? And which would be the worst sport for this? I mean, so I think it's got to be basketball, right? Does it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, a, a huge slam dunk. You're, you got the, the the high jumping, the the shooting, the dribbling, the speed. Uh, also, like basketball, basketball has like maybe the most freak athletes, right? I so, guess. I mean, like I feel like decathlon is like. Yeah, but that shit's boring. I know it probably is. It's just like the most well-rounded uh, athlete in the world, right? To do ten different things. It's got to be something cool, I think. And and I think basketball combines like the cool the coolness and like the insane athleticism that you're looking for. So that would be my answer: basketball for that one. Yeah, I I also was just thinking like, just like sprints, just just like the running events from the Olympics. Yeah, I can even see though that it's too. nothing but pure speed. Usain Bolt. Yeah, I mean, that would yeah that would impress some aliens, I think. But but as far as like an organized sport goes, I have no idea why I'm thinking this because I barely watch this sport and I have no real experience with it. I don't, I know almost nothing about it. But for some reason, I can't get lacrosse out of my head for some reason. But look, it's as super, like the worst one or the best as one? as one of the best ones. It's super I... fast. It's, but they're just wailing on each other with sticks, like I, it's not. And, and the goal and the goalies also look really stupid. Yeah, well, the goal. No, the I think the bulk of the goalie is going to really impress the aliens that we. Oh, have, that's like, true. I guess. Yeah. Cool, like yeah. mech warriors on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of gear that they're wearing. I don't know why you think that's one of the worst ones. I don't think it's one of the worst, but I, I wouldn't say it's one of the best. I it's think because fast. The goalie just stands there. They're using sticks as well. Like I mean, I guess hockey would be. Hockey's great to watch live. Yeah. I mean, what what would the worst one be? I feel like it's um like bowling. Yeah. Even I guess you know what would be good would be horse racing because the aliens might think that it's like a half human, half horse sort of creature. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think the worst would be bowling, because it's just I yeah. mean, it's bowling. Or darts. Darts would oh, probably darts, be the darts worst. Might, darts might be worse, yeah. But it's it's I think it's one of those two, right? It's gotta be. Yeah, the ones that are like pub games that have somehow yeah. become sports over the years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, not that bowling is a pub game, but I mean, it kind of is. There's a bar in every bowling. There's alley. usually a bar there. You're usually yeah. drinking when you're exactly. bowling. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't, football. Football. I think you could make the case for it being the best. Also. Oh yeah, the, in terms of freak athletes, the as well. running yeah. and like throwing and catching. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in this question. Yeah, that's a know. great question. Yeah. I don't know why I thought of lacrosse. I have no idea. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question, the 200-point question this week, comes to us from Dan, at Dan, who says, instead of John watches the thing, what food would you make John eat? Now, first of all, before we answer this question, Stefan, I meant to bring this up when we were talking about chips and, and revisiting the chip conversation earlier. Uh, I don't know if it was you or John. I'm going to assume it was John, but people had a very negative reaction uh, to the idea that like the folded over chip is the worst chip of the bag. Yeah, I, I missed bad. I missed this because I think I was like looking up the uh, like 
the rainbow array of Miss Vicky's flavors at the time. So this yeah, just, I I said it was bad. It was uh, you. And I, you said and it was I stand bad, by it. and you stand too, by it's, that. It's too much chip. It's, it's too, too much chip. It's too crispy. It's too much crunch. It's, it's too. It's too crunchy. There's a such. There's such a thing as too crunchy, and that is too crunchy. Now I wouldn't want a whole bag of them. Well, but here's the issue: is that the chips most likely to fold over like that are already very crunchy and thick cut to begin with, and so you're making it way too crunchy at that point. I guess so. I don't know. It's just like a. It's a rare treat, I think, to get just like one. Also, uh, Jared Hale posted a bag of Grippos, which I've never oh, even heard of before. Um, uh, that's like a, an Ohio, Kentucky, because uh, Rob, uh, my, my former roommate, Rob Wisman, brought some down. They're like a barbecue chip. They're really good. Yeah, we also got a bag of Hers Old Bay seasoned potato chips. I have no idea where those are from. That's going to be from like Baltimore, probably, if yeah. it's Old Bay. Right? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure, though, we might have a bag of Grippos coming our way, because Jared... Uh, Ooh. Is sending me a, a care package of Cincinnati treats. Yeah, that's okay. So you're gonna get some Skyline. You're gonna get some Grippos are good. Well, Sky, it's, forget it's, the Skyline. It's for all but. of us to enjoy. But yes, we have that to look forward to. I feel as though Skyline is something that I might make John eat. Yeah. Um, but I, my, I think my actual what answer is what is, is Skyline? Is that a t- kind of chip? Oh, dude, have you not heard of, like Skyline chili? No. Oh, it's a chili. It's like so. Their whole thing is it's it's. Chili with like cinnamon and like chocolate in it, I think, and it's on spaghetti. What the fuck? I will. I put I put chocolate in my chili. That's like my secret ingredient is chocolate. But I think the combination of that with the spaghetti and and there's shredded cheese on top. But I don't know the cheese is necessarily melted either. It's it's very strange. Look it up. It it looks disgusting. So that's one potential answer. But my real answer is, uh, it it comes from something that we made John watch. One of one of the things on John watches a thing was Joey's World Tour. Yeah. Eating raw chorizo. Yeah, raw chorizo. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna make uh, John experience what what our friend Joey went through, and he's gonna eat. He doesn't have to wear the little Mickey Mouse hat or <laughs> film it, but he does have to eat raw chorizo. That's that's my choice. Is that he, shit is disgusting. Is he allowed to use his hands? Yeah. So I think Joey used his hands for that. He was he he went no, handless. Think, oh with yeah. The Nutella. That's it was the true. Nutella. It was the yeah. Nutella. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm just used to seeing him burying his face into a bowl of. Garbage. God, so bad. He's still alive, I think, too, which is insane to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows what I'm picking here. It's got to be. There's no other option. I mean, I could pick something disgusting, I or I could, like, I could revisit last week and just say, like, an entire bowl of guacamole. But, like, that would be good, probably, because guacamole is delicious. It uh, is. Uh, and you know what? This would be good, too, because it is also delicious. But how could I pick anything other than Italian beef? It must be laid to rest once and for all. And he's a, if he doesn't like it, once he eats it, if he says, this is gross and I don't like it, then that's fine. He ate exactly. it. He's allowed to have that opinion. We need an answer. Yeah. We need an answer. Look, look yeah. I didn't like uh, the, the tractor that I went and had for lunch that time. At least I ate it. And got to formulate my own opinion after having eaten it. Now, I wasn't ap- apparently allowed to even dislike it after I ate it. But that's neither here nor there. At least I ate the damn thing. You cannot come out swinging against something so hard like it's the most disgusting thing you've ever heard of. If you've never fucking tried it ever in your life. So, uh, I'm going to make him have the Italian beef. 
He's going to thank me afterwards because it's amazing. It's the best food you can find. Uh, I'm really upset that, like, there's nowhere I can have it anywhere. Like, okay, if you're if you are listening to this and you're, like, a Seattle-based listener and there's a place <laughs> down there where you can get Italian beef, please let me know. Like, please let me know geographically <laughs> the closest place where I could possibly find Italian beef from Vancouver because there's nothing in our city. It's like how like the the I know the location of like the northernmost In-N-Out burger, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I need to know <laughs> the like northwesterly most available Italian beef on earth. So someone please please find out and let me know. Uh <laughs> but our 100 point question this week Stefan comes to us uh, from a friend of the show, somebody who I hung out with when I was in Chicago, Hell Woods at Floozy esque. Uh, Christina asks, "What would make you finally stop watching the Canucks?" Mm. Well, I think we might have the same answer for. I've got like two answers. One of them is if they trade Patterson. The other would be if they if they traded for someone or signed someone like Voinov. I would yeah. just be out the door at that point. It's like, well, I'm already putting myself through all this bullshit for no good reason. Now they're bringing on this like domestic abuser. Uh, I'm good. I'm. Uh, I've. There's no reason for me to watch this anymore. Yeah. Right now, as far as far as I know, everyone on the team, like Del Zotto, is a bit of a creep, I guess. But as far as I know, everyone else on the team is fine. Yeah. Uh, if they so, did like the t- the hockey equivalent of like trading to acquire Osuna. Like, or bring in Greg Hardy or whatever, something yeah. like that. Like, uh, yeah, no, thank you. That's so that would do it. And all, and trading Pedersen would be would be the other one. Or trading their first round pick um, uh, for 2019 and not getting like if they're trading it as a package to move up in the draft. Okay, if they're trading it for another player, uh, that would also seal it for me. Like so a, like a veteran player. Yeah. Or like somebody yeah. I, in their I mean, mid to late yeah. 20s. Yes, and I don't think they will do that. They are not stupid enough to do that. In, in fact, I think, if anything, we're very lucky that the draft is in Vancouver this year because they will, for once, attempt to acquire draft picks, and I think they will succeed because I can't imagine them fucking up a third trade deadline like they have in the past. But we'll Yeah, see. dude. There, I mean, there's a distinct possibility that, like, Delzato, Goodbranson... Sutter, Sutter. Edler, I mean... There's a lot guys. of players they could get rid of, even if you're just getting, you know, seconds and thirds for all of them. And there's got to be Who a cares? market for Brandon Sutter. Like, uh, you would hope so. You know, both the Sharks and the Ducks are on the record saying that they desperately want a center. Yeah. Like, after the Sharks went out and got Carlson, it was like, well, they're not done yet, folks. Doug Wilson still wants himself a center. Sutter is like a fourth line center on San Jose, yeah. would be very good. But, like, Anaheim is without Ryan Kessler for the entire season. They're going to need somebody. There is going to be a team out there that will pay, I don't want to say a premium, but like a pretty good price for Brandon Sutter. Yeah, I I think so. And you'd be foolish not to explore that if you're the Canucks, given that you you already have a guy who's perfectly slated to be your 3C in your farm system right now. And I'm not saying go out and hand him that spot, but I – do I, think I am. That, Who cares? You're going to be bad anyway. Yeah. Just hand him the spot. <laughs> what difference does it make? But yeah. Hand him the spot. Do I think that by the end of the year, Adam Gaudet is going to be any worse off than Brandon Sutter for this team? No. So, just yeah, just do it. Um, I, I guess I'm in a similar spot as you in that like they would have to 
uh, continue to make awful choices and and just kind of burn any remaining goodwill over the next you know year or so i also feel like uh francesco's kind of political grandstanding is not necessarily that's that's getting there too yeah Yeah, i mean he's not yet approached like the calgary flames level of telling you who to vote for in the mayoral race it's getting close though but yes his he came out swinging against like proportional representation on twitter this week which was not the best take in the world um it's yeah he's just a he's a weird dad in like the things that he posts online it's not just like all of his non-hockey related tweets are just like a dad whose kids won't respond to his texts so he just puts them on twitter you know what i mean yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah but to me i think what would do it and this is this is entirely possible say say the canucks continue their downward spiral over the course of like the next two or three seasons we're looking at the possibility after yesterday's uh board of governors meeting or uh whatever the meeting was down in uh seattle there where they they finally recommended seattle expansion the official vote is going to be on december 3rd but we could have an NHL team in Seattle by 2020 and like assuming, I mean, Lawrence Gilman is now already gone to Toronto, but there was talk for a little bit there that like the, the the Seattle team would just like get the band back together from the Gil, uh, the Gillis era. And assuming you had that rivalry of like the old guard, of Vancouver is now in Seattle and this new guard in Vancouver is not going well at all. Really like no matter who was running that team though, if the Canucks continue to be awful and Seattle has like a fun, exciting team out the gate, I could see myself like watching more Seattle games than Vancouver games. I mean, I think there's a, the thing is I don't think they're going to have the Vegas draft rules where, like teams aren't going to go as easy on them as, as they did with, with Vegas where they just like gave them picks and gave them players. You would um, think you would, well, think. you would hope so. Hopefully people have learned from that, but this is the NHL we're talking about. And, uh, oh, Carl Alsner is a healthy scratch. Wow. One year into his contract, by the way, uh, <laughs> completely unrelated to NHL GMs being smart. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I think there's Seattle's absolutely, uh, going to win a cup before Vancouver, but I think there's a chance that they'll make the playoffs before Vancouver makes the playoffs again, too. Yes. So, you know, I think I think the presence of an exciting uh, team in Seattle that you would want to cheer for would definitely entice me to jump ship. I, and, I, and I think I could be lured back if there was a different uh, regime here in place in Vancouver that I had any amount of faith in. Um, but that's probably what would, what it would take is just like, just, just tempt me, just give me a grass is greener scenario and I'll go find out, you know? Yeah. That's about where I'm at. Now, Christina did have a follow up here and I feel like we should end on a a note of positivity perhaps. Okay. (laughs) She she said also, which Canuck do you most want to smooch? It's Besser. Yeah. It's gotta be Besser, right? Pedersen is adorable, but he's he like a child. He is. So. Besser is just ungodly handsome. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. He's it's literally... I, there's no other answer. He's literally like a Disney prince. So, yeah, that's... How could you pick anyone else? Um, <laughs> and that... 
We'll do it for the mailbag this week. We will go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Now, Stefan, before I ask you what you like this week, I do feel like, given that we're recording this on, you know, the 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 debut day of this new NHL season, yes. we've talked a lot about our kind of hopes, mostly our fears, yeah. I think, more than hopes for this year uh, from a Canucks perspective. Before we get into what we like this year, I want a prediction. I want to. I want to lock it in. Uh, I want you to okay. tell me where you think the Canucks finish in the overall NHL standings this season. Man, I really hope it's thirty-first, and and I and I, I've I've given my logic for that, and that they're clearly the worst team in the West, and all the other really bad teams are in the East, and they're going to be taking points off each other. But I don't think we're even that lucky. I'm going to say thirtieth. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm at too. I really, I, I think your your mindset and the reasoning that you've given as to how they can be 31st, yeah, is good and accurate. But I just feel that Ottawa is going to be worse somehow. Yeah, I, I, that's that's the safest bet. I think it's Canucks 30th, Ottawa 31st for the Stanley Cup. I'm going to say San Jose. I said Washington. Before the playoffs last year, I'm pretty proud of that. So I'm going to say San Jose for the for the Stanley Cup this year. Uh, for the Cup, I am going to go with Tampa. That's a, that's a that's a good bet, also. Yeah, I just feel like it's finally finally going to be Stamkos' time. But uh, yeah, I I'm with you on thirtieth. Where do you feel like they're going to? I know you your whole thing was that you're not paying attention to the lottery at all. Yep. But if they finish 30th, you do feel like they're still going to wind up with the fourth overall pick? Well, it'll be fifth overall. Fifth. I don't think they can. Can they pick fourth if they're 30th? I guess they could. It would require two teams to jump them and the last place team to, 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 to win one of the lottery spots. Yeah. So I guess it's possible they could pick fourth. I mean, I think they'll fall as far as they can fall. So if they, if they finish 31st, they'll pick 4th. 30th, they'll pick 5th, et cetera, et cetera. So because I said 30th, I think they're going to be picking 5th overall. All right. And I'm going to stand by my prediction that things will finally go well in the lottery for them this year. I really hope so. And they will God. pick 2nd. Okay. I don't even have it in me to believe that they'll pick 1st, but they will pick 2nd and at least try to make a move. Well, to, they'll take Capo Caco at least at second, which is nice. I think they'll, they'll but I think realistically they're going to pick fifth, and they're going to take Peyton Krebs from the Kootenai Ice. What? What really a name that, that is! Great name. Uh, Great name. I would. I literally would be excited for that just to hear that name night in and night out. But yeah, that is that's not that is my that's, that's not my the choice. reward uh, for the season no. that we're about to no. watch. No, and we'll see think. Peyton Krebs on the third line uh, in twenty twenty one. So. <laughs> All right. Well, Stefan, with that out of the way, what do you like this week? Uh, I So a couple weeks ago, or a month ago or so, I said uh, The Three-Body Problem, this science fiction novel. Yeah. Uh, that was my one good thing. And I'm reading the sequel to it now called The Dark Forest, and I'm very much enjoying it. So I'm going to say The Dark Forest, which is the sequel to The Three-Body Problem. And those are going to become movies at some point too, right? I'm pretty sure I saw that the... <sighs> 
I thought the Am- Amazon been... maybe bought the, the. I think they've made it into like I think there's uh, some some Chinese uh, 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 movies, uh, Chinese language movies, because um, it's a it's a Chinese uh, science fiction yeah translated uh, trilogy. book. Um, but I I swear I saw somewhere that maybe Amazon was going to do something with it, um, which would be very cool. I, it's one of those shows that I don't know how they're going to make it into a show, but uh, I'm excited to see how they do it if they end up doing it. So. All right. Well, I'm going to stay in the science fiction vein here and recommend a film, which okay. has been getting mixed reviews from the press and also yeah. from my friends who have seen it. Uh, but I really had a good time with it. It is called The Predator. Okay. Uh, yeah. Shane Black returns to uh, the the franchise that he created initially back in the 80s. And look, that's a problematic man with uh, some controversy swirling around him at the moment. <laughs> Uh, and I, I hate to say, like, I love Shane Black movies, but I do. I really do. I loved The Nice Guys. I loved Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, I, I, I even loved Iron Man 3. I very much enjoy the man's work. And this movie, uh, no different. Like, it, it very much has the vibe of a movie from the 80s. It's got modern sensibilities in its filmmaking, but, like, you know, th- there's just all these kind of, uh, you know, it's it's very comedic in tone a lot of the time. Yeah. It's a kind of a buddy movie. It's about this group of like military convicts who are all now on the run trying to hunt down a predator. Um, Tom Jane is in it, which I think was like he's not okay. in any of the promotional material at all. And him and Keegan Michael Key play like a comedic duo who just go back and forth for the entire movie, and they feel like they are transplanted out of a movie from like 1985 in the best way possible uh and it's just got dope action too i really enjoyed the predator and it was filmed all over north vancouver in like the forests oh in the forest there that makes sense i was wondering about that yeah Yeah. Yeah. so uh that was probably a big reason why i liked it too but yes i recommend the predator and with that that will do it for this week's episode our roommates have been no one there's no one in the apartment, I'm here all by myself in the Real Good Studios. This has been a very—I don't—I th- I hope people enjoy this. This is a weird episode for me to record, anyways. No, it was just, fun. It was a very Canucks-heavy episode, but I think just, I think we are due for one. I'm just so. looking at the top of your hat through a web camera. I, 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 I don't have a chair, so I'm just like sitting, sitting on the down floor. Down. Yeah, yeah, my legs are killing me. <laughs> so. You know, that's what I've been looking at for the last hour here. Um, But yes, uh, if you would like to support the show, we would love it if you would. Head on over to patreon.com slash realgoodshow. We're creating all kinds of bonus content for you all the time. Uh, Might, in fact, even have uh, something a little bit more related to the Canucks on on the Patreon feed this month. If not that, we are all going to see the new Big Country documentary, and you can expect a review of that on the Patreon channel before you know it in a couple weeks here as well. So look forward to those things. And, Stefan, I think you uh, would like to plead uh, that people do support the program. Yes? Absolutely, because this is my thing now. It's this, and it's the stream, and I'm, I'm working from home. I'm doing some freelancing. So you guys have been very supportive, and I, I really do appreciate it. Um, so please please keep supporting uh my online ventures thank yeah. you very much help us keep the lights on literally 
I yes. do I do use the money from the Patreon to pay my hydro bill. Uh, this is not an exaggeration at all. Uh, it really does help. So please support the show in any way that you can. And if that includes heading on over to the iTunes store and leaving us a positive review to give us a boost in their algorithms, well, we always appreciate that as well. Anything you'd like to plug before we wrap up here, Stefan? Uh, I mean, you know, this podcast and the Golf Kings on Twitch. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Yes, I also would like to plug this podcast that you're listening to. That's right. Right now. Yes. Until next week, I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Heck. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Uh, Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it was, I was going to maybe not say anything. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I should even jump in there. But, yeah. That's um, that's fair. Good. That's fine. Yeah, I understand. Job. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was not a bad episode. Yeah. I was a sorry nervous. about all the Canucks talk, everyone. Though this was the first time we've ever had just two people on the show. I ever. believe I believe that's right. I believe that's correct. Every time yeah. a host has been missing, we always bring in a guest host. That's true. And yeah. we just thought, you know what? Let's strip it down. Let's go as as low key as possible. And, yep. and I think we proved that this was a bad idea and it should never be done again. <laughs>
Thank you for donating to the show. To the show. You work hard for your money. That we know. That we know. This segment's where we read out all your names. All, all your names. names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck, Fuck your, your parents. parents. <laughs> Do have some new Patreon donors to thank here before we wrap up. Excellent. Uh, a number of them, in fact. First, we do need to thank Michael Zordon. Thank you, Michael Zordon. Fantastic name. I feel like that is not a real name. It might be. You never know. I feel like it's a combination of Michael Jordan and Zordon from Power Rangers. But if it is your real name, Michael, I do apologize um, for making fun of it in that way. Uh, (laughs) Our next donor here is Ian Thistle. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. Our next donor here is Nick Muse Schmuck. Now is that okay? Come on, is that real? Yeah, it's a hyphenated last name, Muse Schmuck. That's a that's a badass name. I've been saying for years you, that we've been creating content for schmucks. There you go. And it's nice to finally be vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next donor is Steve. Just Steve. That's Thank it. you, Steve. That's it. Is that, 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 that's, that was my mom trying to donate on my behalf. <laughs> Steve leaves a note, in fact. He writes, Today is my first day as a Canadian, so oh, I thought it'd be good to celebrate by giving $5 to other Canadians. Steve, we welcome you. I don't know if, welcome, that, I don't know if that means that he uh, you know, got his citizenship or that he just it, moved here. I would think I, that sounds like that sounds like citizenship to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Steve. Congrats, Steve. That's very cool. We're very proud of you, and we hope that, uh, of course, we are part of the reason why you decided to move to this great country. <laughs> Just listening to this Canadian content over the course <laughs> of the last three years, uh, and that's it. That's all of our donors this week. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Yeah, we had a great mailbag out last week. It was a ton of fun. And uh, I hope that there's another episode of God Friended Me that you can read from the script for at some point, Stefan. I very much enjoyed that. I uh, yes, we can we can do a whole episode about that if you want. <laughs> just just do a dramatic reading of God Friended Me with Absolutely. just you and me and John and a bunch of our friends, and we just hand a microphone around the I, table. I think we have to do that. I really do think we have to do that. <laughs> So look forward to that. Until then, bye.